Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, 709, Shura Readers of Krishna book and Srimad Bhagavatam will be familiar with this name. Shura is the name of the father of Vasudev and thus the paternal grandfather of Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's a typical Kshatriya name because it means he who has a valiant army, an army of heroes. So that is the kind of name that's given to Kshatriyas. Uh, but here the name is for Vishnu, Krishna. Uh, this is the one meaning there, there are uh, given by all the, uh, or we can say the ancient or the commentators, the, uh, well, Shankara, Ramanuja, Aron Baladevidya Bhushan gives the meaning. The same meaning, he who has a valiant army. And as usual, uh, Sri Satyadeva Vashishta, Vashishta, he gives another meaning from a, what we could say a somewhat obscure method of interpretation, but obscure in the sense that it's, it's not the obvious uh, understanding, uh, but he justifies all, all his we could say unusual interpretations, or alternative, let's say alternative to the standard interpretations. He gives, uh, he explains fully in how it's fully in line with Sanskrit grammar and he gives uh, quotations from Shastra to justify it. Anyway, the main meaning is he who has a valiant army, the word Shura in Shura Sena is derived from the root shura, vikranto, to act with vikram, to act with prowess and energy, to be heroic. And then sena, it's a well-known word in Indian languages up to the uh, present time. Uh, it means an army. The Amara Kosh, the dictionary, gives the derivation for that. Inena Prabhuna Sahavartata Iti Sena. That which has a powerful, mighty leader is a Sena. So, powerful, mighty warriors they will be led, or they won't agree to be led by anyone else, but who is a powerful and mighty leader. So in this way, Sena means leader, and Shura Sena, Shura then uh, means heroes, specifically heroes here in the sense, of, in the maybe the original sense of fighting heroes. So, Shura Sena means Shura Sena Yasya Iti Shura Sena, one who has a mighty army. 
And the commentators give various examples. The, the Yadavas and the Pandavas, they were mighty heroes who were in the army of Lord Krishna when he came to relieve the burden of the earth from the great demons. His assistants, although he doesn't need any assistance or assistance, were the Yadavas and the Pandavas. And Shankaracharya gives the understanding that uh, his army consisted mostly of monkeys. But they weren't ordinary monkeys. They were great personalities and certainly heroic. So uh, his army was uh, more than a match for the Rakshasas. From the uh, Madhva Sampradaya commentary, here's an interesting twist to this understanding. Vishnu is called Shurasenaha because the armies of Jarasandha and other violent people existed because of him. Jarasandha, he had a big army. Who is he going to fight with? He'd already conquered that eastern part, uh, Magad, which is north, if we, northeastern, nowadays if we talk about northeastern India, we talk about Assam and these places, but in the, if we take the, this triangular area, which is the central land mass of this land, then in the northeast of that is the area in which Jarasandha, Magad, he was based in Magad, uh, in uh, Rajagir, was his capital. So he had already conquered everything, but then why did he need a big army? Because he still had an enemy, Krishna. When Krishna and Bhima and Arjuna, they came to fight with Jarasandha, they came to his kingdom disguised as Brahmanas. And Jarasandha could understand, these don't look like Brahmanas. They have big strong bodies like Kshatriyas. They're, the way they talk with deep commanding voices, Brahmanas don't talk like that. They're talking like Kshatriyas. And what's more, we can see that they have welts on their shoulders, impressions from repeated carrying of heavy quivers. They must be Kshatriyas. Anyway, they want something from me. They're posing as Brahmanas, so all right, what do they want? And then Krishna said, actually, King Jarasandha, we're not Brahmanas. This is Bhima and Arjuna, the two, two of the sons of Pandava, and I am your old enemy, Krishna. So Krishna recognized him as an enemy. He recognized him. To be recognized by Krishna is the goal of life. Anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to be recognized in that way as, as a big demon who hates Krishna. 
But uh, Giras had a, had a big army. It wasn't just for doing military drills and parades and sticking their legs up in the air wearing fancy uniform like they do on Independence Day parades. We just had the Independence Day. It wasn't for that. They may have done that also. But Jarasandha had a great army. Why? Because Krishna was his enemy. Similarly, uh, Kala, the Yavana, a name for Krishna is Kala, that's here in Vishnu's Asrana, maybe for others also. The Yavana king, uh, the previous, uh, pre previous to Krishna, Bhima, and Arjuna going to uh, Magad, the place of Jarasandha. There was the king, uh, the, the 17th time that Jarasandha attacked was 17th, 18th. Uh, then, at the same time, Kala, the Yavana, came, and Kala had a huge army and specifically, this Kala, he had a grudge against the Yadu dynasty. So he got the benediction from Garga Rishi, who was the priest of the Yadu dynasty, to have an army and himself who would be inimical toward the Yadavas. So and Krishna is the head of the Yadavas, as we all find out in the next name. Yadu Shreshtaha. So the army of Kala existed specifically because of Krishna. That's the point. And therefore Krishna is also known as Shurasena. Now, Satyadeva Vashishta. He gives the interpretation that that, that which moves around, binding everything together, and keeping everything functioning as a unit is called Shurasena, which is a completely different derivation. Uh, and he explains this to mean that everything in this world moves. What holds everything together? Just like, for instance, we walk when when the the, the, the leg goes in front, it doesn't fly off in the air. It remains attached. Now we may say there are various scientific rules which we can understand that the the tendons and the muscles and the sinews they're all bound together so they can't fall the leg can't fall off. And we may say that well at the atomic level there, there are atomic forces which bind the atoms together in molecules, and they're molecules which bind to each other. They, they, they remain in a, in a specific unit because of <clears throat> molecular forces. They're energies at, at the microscopic level, or even below the microscopic level. They're not even visible with microscopes. Or why why, when we jump in the air, don't we just keep on going up, 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 up? Well, there are, according to science, there are gravitational forces which pull us down. Okay, all right, 
that may be true, we don't deny that. But who is that force which holds everything? Why is this all going on? What, who has set up this system? And who maintains all this system? And how is it just perfectly functioning? It's going on under, this whole material energy is going on under Krishna's supervision. And everything, uh, everything works as a compact whole because Krishna holds everything together. That is how Satyadeva Vashishta explains this. Uh, that it's, it's Krishna who establishes the rule. Why are there the laws of science? Some, you call it the laws of science. Actually, it's the laws of, the laws of nature. It's Krishna. There's some fabulous, fabulously concocted and, 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 and fabulous, fabulously improbable idea that there was nothing, then there was an explosion, blah, 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 everything settled in place and we have these laws of nature, the, the, the various constants which are required for everything to work together. Very, very, the universe is extremely fine-tuned. This is known to scientists, both atheists, both those who believe in a big bang with no God behind it, and those who promote the theory of intelligent design. And actually, intelligent design is the only truly intelligent way to understand how the, these various scientific rules that are observed function because the fine tuning is to superlative extent. It's not possible without some design. It's very simple. Very simple thing to understand. If you like it's a it's an update on the uh, the the watchmaker example, which was given by one Scottish clergyman philosopher whose name I don't remember because he's not a very well-known philosopher he's a very good philosopher who gave the example that well if you if you just if you're just walking in a field if you know what a field is all you city dwellers uh, and you happen to see a watch lying on the ground and what do you think you recognize it's a watch okay and then if someone says, you ask where it came from, and someone says, well, it just, it's just there. It's just there by, just, it's just there. No one ever made it, no one ever dropped it. It's just there, that's all. It's just maybe by random forces of nature, it all came together. Eh, rubbish, someone made it and someone Someone made it with a specific intention to function in a certain way as a watch, taking the necessary materials, mostly would be iron, steel. It was, it was specifically designed for a specific function and it, 
even after that, it didn't just pop out of the person's pocket because in those days there were pocket watches and not wrist watches. It didn't just pop out of the person's pocket and fly in the air and land in a field. He, whoever had it in his pocket, maybe had a hole in his pocket and it fell down or somehow or other it fell down in the field. So that, that is a, not only a reasonable explanation of the, what, the existence of the watch and how it came in the field, but it's the only intelligent understanding, especially about how it came into being. There might be something fantastic happened. For instance, uh, the man was drunk and he threw his watch and it landed on a sheep who happened to be passing by. Not that sheep usually pass by, <laughs> they're all herded. Anyway, you, you could, and then the sheep ran out in the field and it dropped in the field. Maybe, not very likely, but how the, how the watch came into being Someone made it, they designed it, and made it with a specific function in mind, and it performs that specific function. And if you see the whole universe, which is so much more vastly complex than a pocket watch, and if we think that there's no designer who brought it into, it, into being, then it's just poppycock even if it's called science. So real science means to understand he who sets everything in motion, he who keeps everything in motion, and who ultimately brings the motion to end at the time of universal cataclysm, and then who again after some time brings it into motion. That's another meaning of the name Shurasena, one who holds everything together. All glorious to Shurasena, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hare Krishna. Dante Nidhaya Churakang Padaya Nipatya Kritvacha Kakushatameta Hambravimi He Sadava Sakla Eva Vihaya Duraj Chaitanya Chandra Charane Kurutanu Ragaha Vancha Kalpata Rubihas Chakripas Indubi Vicha.